Cue the music. Welcome. Hi. Matt, you got to talk very slowly because your internet is so fast. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's how that works, but sure, I could do that <laughs> for you. How, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing okay. A little stressed. but Stressed about what? What do you have to be stressed about? Well, in America, tomorrow is, t- uh, no, Wednesday is tax day, so I'm just finishing that lovely stuff. Um, it's finished, but I'm like putting things, officially postmarking things by the deadline. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, I'm trying to get a couple of bugs, like just trying to get this thing out, and I'm feeling a little anxious just to have the new product out for everybody. Hmm. Well, okay, I buy that. <laughs> Good. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Do you, do you have time to record podcast? Uh, f- sure, sure. <laughs> F- fine, fine. <laughs> well, uh, you left a kind of like a cliffhanger last time. I think you you had, you had some invites you were going to send out. Mm-hmm. How uh, are you? Are you ready to give an update on that or? Or yeah, maybe I think, our I listeners think so. are curious, just like I am. I think so. Um, I did send out quite a few invites, and I have had a number of users. And basically, last week was a lot of um, testing, you could say, testing yeah. and first testing and first sort of first run experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I onboarded a couple of people manually, and. Yeah, really overall just got a bunch of uh, feedback. I found a number of, or my users found a few bugs, which I was able to address. But it was just one of those like two steps forwards, 1.9 steps backwards kinds of weeks <laughs> in that sense where yeah, you know you made progress, but with the number of things I had to fix, um, you feel like you're treading water a little bit. I mean, the product's mm-hmm. better now than it was a week ago, right? So like, that is progress. But if you're measuring by, yeah, you know, number of, if it's just like, hey, if everybody can use it, it's success. And if you're still holding back, then it's failure. Then it feels a little bit more like failure because, you know, there was just some things. I was hoping to get it out to an even broader audience last week, but just to put numbers on it, what do I have now? I've had, uh, some of these are me, but 26, 26 signups. Okay. So I guess, yeah, it's not nothing. Um, no? Yeah, 26 different orgs. And out of these, yeah, I got you and some tiny seed companies, an accelerator, some other founders uh, from around the world. So it it's not, yeah, it's not zero. But, you know, these 26 signups and onboarding experiences, they all found little things. And some of them were, some of them were really important to fix and some of them were not. So I worked through those and I now have a couple other bugs that I found that I really want to fix. They just have to do with like, you know, when you save an object and you do a certain thing, it doesn't work if you do this other thing. So just <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that does sound like progress. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think good, so. Good stuff. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have any sense of like, some of these people will become paying customers? I do. Um, I think, let's see. In addition to the one that already did, I believe, um, and, and another one already is, so they were an existing paying customer and they created okay. new, they created an account. So I'm kind nice. of migrating, migrating them over personally. Um, I think that, let's see, out of these 26, I think... One, I'm literally looking at the list right now. But I would say, which one of these are candidates to become paying customers? I'd say one, two, be and a half, three, definitely. 
So yeah, out of these 26, I think three maybe are strong okay. candidates for becoming paying customers. Maybe three and, and a half. You already have basically two paying customers on the new summit then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm, that's yeah. a nice start. It's not bad. No, it's it's not. It's just the um it's it's just the rough edges. I mean, I did what was really cool is I was able to because of the because I got the product out there <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, you know, in that sense, that, that big push was done. I did have the mental bandwidth to really attack the couple of bugs or even just some kind of rough edges in the JavaScript um, that mm. needed my attention and get those fixed and improved. So that's great. You know, it's just, um, I, w- I want more. <laughs> I, I want more sooner, <laughs> faster, right? So, um, so this week I've got plans to, um, you know, it's weighing on me is like the email to the thousand signups of Summit One, saying this thing is officially gone, <laughs> and <laughs> the new thing is here. Use it instead. But it's just scary to think about sending that email to a thousand people if I know there's still a couple little bugs that I have to deal with. So yeah, maybe don't send it to all of them at once. Well, sure, <laughs> but <laughs> that, then it's just like, who? Do, I don't want anybody to experience these rough edges. So it's um, I'm 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 kind of blocked. I guess that's the word for it. I'm feeling a little blocked by a couple things. But um, and then I've had a couple meetings today, which has prevented me from working on those blockers. So that is why I feeling a little bit anxious but well at least you know what to do that's true that's true i think right yeah i do i do like you Uh, have some pretty obvious tasks in front of you that needs to get executed on yeah i do um one of those that i'm finishing right now is i added i know this is gonna sound funny so last week um one of my very happy Summit One users who said that he would pay me if he needed to, but he's a tiny seed <laughs> batch company. And so I'm giving him a friendly batch discount. Um, I'll just say, hey, you know, use the product. Anyway, he said, oh man, I really want, I really want the, like Summit One had all the charts in it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I really miss, I really miss the charts. I know that I can export this to Google Sheets, but I really want the charts. So um, I, Basically, the there's a button that you can click inside the new product that says uh, view forecast. And if you click that, it loads up a spreadsheet view of your data. So I enabled, a, and it's a JavaScript library that I'm using for that. I enabled the charting features of that um, this morning. And it's really cool because you can actually just like click and drag over any part of the table, just like you would in Excel. Oh, really? Yeah. And That's you can right, yeah, you can right click and just say saw, create create chart. <laughs> I saw the screenshots, but I didn't realize it was that level of like Excel accelerate. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. You can actually click and drag over any part of the chart or our table, sorry. Right click and say line chart, pie chart, bar chart, whatever kind of chart you want. Wow. And then like right in line you can plot a line graph. Um, and I sent you the screenshot and I actually tweeted out yeah. the screenshot as well, but it's like a bona fide Excel quality charting wizard that pops up. Um, That's cool. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I was telling um, someone this morning, like the, if you're a pragmatist, I think the amount of technology that's available to you in the open source world and, and even the cheap licensed world is pretty amazing. Like, yeah, you know, the fact that I could add that library and allow it so you can drag over a bunch of cells, right click and say generate chart in HTML and JavaScript is kind of insane, right? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like a very decent replacement for the charting functionality of Google Sheets. And mm-hmm. it costs me very little to implement. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I think that will that really help because I've been um, beating the drum, you could say against Excel, or it sounds like against Excel in my in my Twitter feed. And the reality mm-hmm. is I, I think Excel's a fine tool for managing data and creating charts and looking at data and doing those little ad hoc queries. I mean, it is a table of data after all, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not against databases and tables of data. <laughs> um, what I what I think is wrong is, or what I'm a proponent of, is using Summit as the modeling tool, right? As the tool yeah. to actually design your business and build your model. Yeah. Um, but in terms of viewing the data, sure. I mean, let's let's take advantage of spreadsheets. They're They're good at that. So I think this is a cool update because folks will not have to look at the table click download to csv upload it into google sheets just to generate a line graph and also it's completely customizable in line so i don't have to i mean the worst part about these kinds of products is i create a line graph and it shows you know it shows gross revenue on it but not arpu or it shows bookings, but not subscription revenue. Or it shows so like just giving them basically a wizard that says like click the metrics you want to show on this chart, and it's all up to you. Like frees me from having to create, you know, endless numbers of charts that obviously there's no way I can satisfy the um, satisfy the endless requests for configuration and yeah, for sure. I'm glad charts are back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a good chart. It's it tells the story. It it really helps. Yeah. I've I've already charted a few things uh, in the little demo environments, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is really nice to see the line. You know, um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that's the that's the maker side. I guess I have a manager update. Are we into updates already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the on the manager side, I had a really interesting call, exciting call with um, one of my customers last week. Um, they're a SaaS business. They're doing over $10 million a year in revenue, which is right, pretty exciting. Like we all, <laughs> we all want to be there one day, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> to say the least. And they're still growing. And it was neat because um, my, I guess you'd say, champion contact there um she's in financial operations and i showed her the new product and she was really excited about the modeling capabilities of being able to just define the funnels define the acquisition channels the cohorts the retention curves literally pointing and clicking to do that which you Mm. you know again that's that's the hard thing to do in excel and then um the way that they manage their marketing this goes into the weeds a little bit but let's just say you had if you're at that scale, you figured out some marketing channels, right? Yeah. And at that scale, you're not just thinking, hey, let's try to sell some products. You're actually thinking, hey, we have a marketing budget of, let's just say, $75,000 a month, right? And actually, it's more than that. If you're spending 30% of your money on marketing and you're making 10 million, you're probably spending, what, $200,000 a month on marketing, potentially? Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends, but let's just say it's a big budget. You now are thinking about when I create a model, what I actually want to do is not say, Hey, I'm going to run a Facebook campaign and I'm going to, I'm going to run it for three months and I'm going to spend, um, I'm going to buy this many impressions and this many clicks and I'm paying this much per click, right? That's kind of a what you or I might do in a next, next phase when we want to experiment with say paid acquisition. Mm. But when you're at their scale, it's more of a, I've got this, let's just say bucket of money to spend on marketing. And what I actually want to have in the model is the ability to allocate or divert a certain percentage of that money to those different channels Mm. on a monthly basis right? So you're basically saying, it's like a policy almost of over the next 12 months, increase the percentage allocation of our marketing budget towards this channel, towards Facebook, towards LinkedIn, towards Google, right? And so it's a very, it's a higher level of um, 
uh, uh, control. I was going to say abstraction, but it's just you're you're operating at a higher level in terms of, you know, now what happens is some marketing manager essentially receives that budget and then spends it on Facebook. But when you're managing the P&L, you're not doing it at a campaigns level, right, anymore? No. You're doing it at a channels level. And you want to see which channels are yielding the best and most efficient and what the CAC is on each channel and then blended. But it was a great conversation because two things. One is I love the insight of saying, hey, I should create a policy option that effectively lets you funnel a budget towards your um, inbound or outbound channels. So that was like a good, just a good thing to learn. Like, okay, that's a feature we need. The other thing that I thought was really um, exciting, although it's going to sound funny, like, why is that exciting? She said, <laughs> the only thing that concerns me is everybody's business is different, a little bit different, and sometimes a lot of bit different, but everybody's is at least a little bit different. Anytime I've seen folks try to create a product that satisfies the needs of so many businesses, right? Productivity software being what it is, where, you know, it's being used by businesses in every, potentially every industry and with many different kinds of monetization models and schemes and, and marketing channels, you know, and budgets, for example, we just talked about that creates basically an endless list of feature requests, right? Because she's worried, worried on your behalf. She's worried on my behalf. Yeah. Which was very nice um, (laughs) of her. Uh, But she was worried on my behalf, basically saying, you know, I saw the tool. I loved it. But I had this this thing that I need that I would like to see or I'd like to have in order for this to really reflect the way that we think about our business. Mm. And it was such a great example of, you know, Excel, which is the incumbent for this exercise. It's really a language, not a not just a product. And it's a so language. She's a big Excel proponent, or she she's a big Excel user. I mean, that's been her. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's a very experienced Excel user. And if she wanted to think about, hey, I want to take a to use our example, whatever it was, hundred thousand dollar a month budget, and flow it forty forty twenty towards the three these these three channels. What does she do? She could just go into an open field of cells, <laughs> type in the three channel names, put in the percentages, put in the amount. And hit enter, right? And sh- and she's done. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great example of like Excel is very hard to compete with if you're creating a product where she can do that there by just typing into say nine cells and hitting enter, and then linking mm-hmm. it to another field. What does it take for a company like Summit to build the feature that does that? Right. Yeah. It could take. It could take days, it could take weeks, it could take months, <laughs> depending on how much you planned ahead for that kind of feature to uh, be something that's possible. You may not be able to ever do it, right? And then mm-hmm. you don't end up winning the market because everybody has their own reason that they can't use your tool. And I think we, fa- I think a lot of us face this in, in our products, right? It's like there's always that extra thing. And I think... The common wisdom is basically, yeah, yeah, that's fine. There's always going to be those, but you either say, no, we're not going to do it (laughs) or um, yes, we'll do it, but here's the timeline or yes, we'll do it, but you have to pay us money like to do custom development essentially to do it. And that's kind of the product management answer to that kind of request, right? Is that um, resources being what they are, you just can't satisfy every feature request. Do you worry about it? And so (laughs) I loved it because if we rewind, and I don't know which episode it was, but what I basically said was my customer for the Summit Rewrite is the future developer that needs to be able to create features very, very fast, right? And when I hear somebody say, I love the new product, the one thing that concerns me is your ability to keep pace with the feature requests. Mm. (laughs) I feel very justified, first of all, which is a little bit selfish, but like that's, 
exactly what I am comfortable hearing is somebody <laughs> kind of throwing down the gauntlet and saying, saying that. But number two, at a deeper level, the way that I chose to implement the rewrite is Summit has its own language, basically. Yeah. It, it, it is actually an interpreter, right? And it just so happens mm-hmm. that I'm the only person that knows how to write Summit language at this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in order for me to create features, I actually just have to create these objects, which are basically syntax trees, which is basically code. And that creates that capability. And so what I told her is, first of all, I might be able to write that feature um, pretty quickly. It might make, take me a couple of days, but it's not going to take me months. Um, not going to take me weeks. I'm really confident of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's even better is, I said, one day when you want to do that, here's what you'll do. And I showed her like the console feature of the product, which is just kind of this little bit gimmicky, but it, it's the idea. I said, you'll be able to come in here and you'll be able to create that feature yeah, for your own company. What and you'll you be able to that? extend the product yourself. I, I think her reaction was positive, but it was like, oh, meaning she didn't, she's not... That makes sense. And, and ba- basically, I think her initial reaction was, oh, I'm not a coder, right? Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a coder, right? But what I was trying to say was, yeah, actually, you kind of are because you're creating Excel. You're creating code in Excel all the time, right? You just oh, don't yeah, for sure. think of it as code. So, so I think she, um, she's, she's very positive in terms of, like, giving me the benefit of the doubt that oh like that could i i see what you're saying like yeah huh and basically i said look i can't keep pace but you might be one of the first people to learn how to write features in this product so that it can it can do whatever you want it to do right that's a pretty cool thing to be able to say yeah i right like to be able to say that and not be sort of in fantasy land <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that felt that felt really good really really good um and uh i'm really excited about it so i i i came away with the thought of like i, I really want there to be a book one day that's like how to write summit templates and folks in the financial operations or, or analyst space will learn how to write um templates in summit instead of writing macros in Excel. Summit for dummies. Yeah, yeah. And I think I have to be the first teacher of that. I have to be the power user, the coder, the teacher. The I have to be the, you know, I am obviously leading the way on that. Um, but I really believe... Summit in a nutshell. Yeah, Summit in a nutshell. Summit the cookbook. Oh. There's, there's oh. all of those, right? Um, but that, that's, that was my answer to her and... It was just very, again, just very vindicating of the rewrite and of the kind of the approach that I've chosen to take with this product that it's a plugins architecture. It's not going to be up to me to write all the features, but it's going to be up to folks like her and potentially, you know, others in the ecosystem that want to create really cool templates for the product and share them with others, right? Because there's, there's no reason you can't share your templates with other users in the system. So, hey, I created a way of doing that marketing budget policy. Um, uh, yeah, implementing that marketing policy. And here it is, right? And maybe it's free, maybe it costs a few bucks, um, but there's a whole world there that I think is going to be exciting. That's super cool. Yeah, just something to think about. I mean, and I think I mentioned this when I first had was having this idea of, you know, I think really, um, well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Benedict of uh, UserList, and he, if you're listening, Benedict, hello. Um, but he was saying that UserList is implemented similarly in the sense that it's also capable of, you know, there's an engine inside that's capable of doing much more than they've currently, you know, exposed as, as features. Yeah, I've had that experience a few times. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and so it just gave me this thought of like, 
you know, for what it's worth for those out there building products or really starting at that low level, just something to think about is like, how can you make it really easy to extend your product? Because it is a race, right? And it's not just a race with competitors. It's also a race with the expectations of your users. So um, I don't think you can create them fast. I, I don't think you can create them too fast, <laughs> assuming quality no. stays the same, right? Well, in branch yeah. right now, like people will ask, like, do you support this use case or do you support this platform? And we're like, um, we don't have an official recipe for that. So you would have to, you would have to do a little bit of work actually defining what that looks like. We mm. can help you do that. Um, so it is possible technically, but it's not. You know, we don't have like one of these super duper easy, just click two buttons and then it works kind of recipes. But it's still possible because almost everything is possible because it's like yep. a computer. Yeah. I could picture for Summit where um, there's kind of two modes. One is you type in, you know, some YAML or JSON or something to define this plugin or this feature. Another possibility is that there's a you know, very much like a visual studio version of this where, you know, you basically say, this is the data that I want to capture from the user. These are the, you know, this is what it represents. And people are essentially building plugins using a um, kind of a, yeah, a, a visual studio or what's the more modern example, like a web flow or like a- It almost like reminds a, me of a Zapier logo, the way you explain it. Mm, yeah. It's essentially a way of, of building a form. And the yeah, form, form builder. It's a form builder, but the so the, the end user, the, the plugin is really a form that knows how to capture and use the data, right, that it captures. Mm-hmm. And so you could, there's so many ways you could define a form, but um, I could see there being even visual ways to do it where, again, it's a form said, and formulas, right? Yeah. Well, she said, like, you know, I'm not a developer, and it's like, that's fine, but I could totally picture a developer at summit creating a IDE, a visual IDE of sorts, or like a form builder that lets you say, Hey, ask the user what the marketing budget is. And then ask the user what percentages to allocate to, you know, these existing marketing channels Mm. and save (laughs) and like, yeah, your plugins done. Right. That's, that's a feature being written by a end user actually. Well, that's uh, that's cool. I love how our products have become so similar, even though they're so different. <laughs> well, I think the architectural approach is, is similar, maybe for reasons we don't understand fully. Contagious. Uh, yet, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I've admired what I know about that's how nice. Branch works. And um, you, know, you have an amazing... You have an amazing product. And now, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how the market receives receives it all. Yeah. Well, exciting times. What's uh, what's the plan ahead? Just yeah. fix fix those bucks and then send a couple more invites? or Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a couple different threads. One is I've got to want to fix these couple bugs, which are just the ones that I, the ones that I know about. Um, and I, I don't feel like I could ship this more broadly with, with those still being there. Um, so I will fix those today or tomorrow, hopefully today. And I will ship this charts feature today or tomorrow, also hopefully today. And then I have a demo on Wednesday for someone that uh, might become a paying customer. So one of those three that I mentioned earlier that's already signed up. Um, so I have a demo for that uh, later this week. And then I really need to send out that email that says, I need to shut down Summit 1, right? So yeah. I, I've already shut down signups for it, but like there's errors that are coming in and it's 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 on life support right now. So I need to, I need to uh, sunset it and um, replace the landing page with the new product. And I'll probably just for the heck of it, um, upgrade the instances that I'm running for the product at first, just in case, you know, the wonderful thing happens and like 
a hundred people decide to use it at the same time, um, <laughs> uh, the same day or something like that. But, um, I think at that point I'm going to be confident enough that, you know, it's going to work and, you know, I'll just, I'll just be manning my station. You know, if, if something happens or if somebody discovers a new bug, I'll just, I'll be able to fix it, you know, quick enough. Nice. And yeah, so that's my, that's my plan for the week is to sunset V1, get V2 out there and, um, yeah, get this, get this really going. I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, like you said, act before we were, I think earlier before we were recording activation rates is going to be the next metric that I look at. Yeah. So that's what I'm anxious to get to. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the existing users respond as well. I think. I think so. I think some people are going to decide that it's actually moved away from them. Um, but hopefully not too many. And then I think there's going to be a lot more people who are more power users or want to be power users who say, okay, wow, this is the product that I was always hoping for. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I, I don't can know. see. Yeah. I mean, you had a, you had a similar experience to that, right? Where definitely now that yeah. you can put in your, cause I remember with the first product, you wanted to be able to add your specific team members. You wanted to be able to add yeah. your specific expenses, right? Um, yeah. You want to be able to add WB pusher revenue separately. Yep. So that's all. It's all doable now. I know it's great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the reaction. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, definitely let you all know. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, as I told you before we started recording, I've been uh, cheating on you a little bit on this uh, podcast. Wow. Thing. <laughs> Just wow. um, so my buddy Nicholas, who uh, runs a company called Legal Monster, um, that I'll be sharing offices with, he uh, is a starting monster. next month. Yeah, <laughs> for taking um, away my co-host. <laughs> he has spent. Uh, he has invested in some amazing podcast gear because he has he has another podcast project he's working on but basically what we realized both of us that we we were interested in doing uh like danish copenhagen maybe denmark denmark slash copenhagen focused startup podcast and like you know speaking danish and there 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 are a few already that have started up and some most of them have shut have shut down again to start a podcast in in Denmark um but most of them are just stories so you know, you know they kind of just like have a guest and they talk about their story mm. and it's like all the headlines um, yeah which is interesting um like i i almost think of it as like you know like the term you know, like empty calories <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like how I feel about it. Like it's it's nice, but it doesn't really it doesn't really make you. Mo- it, you don't really learn much from it. Mm. Where I think um, what we're interested in doing, and this is going to be more interesting for the Danish uh, speaking people that can actually check out the podcast. Um, but we're we're trying to dive a little bit deeper, and it's it's somehow inspired by like what what we sometimes do on this podcast when we get a little bit riled up and mm-hmm. fired up. Um, where we try to we, we want to try to dive a little bit deeper um, and understand the business. Mm-hmm. So actually, like one of the things we talked about is we actually care more about the business than the person. Like it's right, also right. nice to learn about the person and the people involved. But we're also like we want to get really nerdy on the details um, about like yeah. what's actually working, like what's the secret sauce, like what are the different flywheels, like what, how, like is it product led, is it sales led, like how how does this business work? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we're just doing a few pilots uh, just to see like how we feel about it, and then maybe we'll we'll send it out soon, and then I guess people that are understand Danish can check it out or if they just want to listen to something they don't understand they could do that as well sure <laughs> but uh yeah we recorded one today where i basically interviewed him about his um 
his previous startup that uh, they exited a couple of years ago. Okay. Which was uh, a basically a tele, like a it's basically very similar to Grasshopper. Um, oh, cool! Uh, they sold to a phone company here in Denmark, and um, yeah, we really like you know when he asked or when he said like then we then we added an outbound sales team. I was like, oh, that's cool. But you know when someone picked up the phone and called out to make a sale, like what did they actually say? Like what? Yeah, that's good. What like what? What did they say about the product and like what were their pain points that they were kind of like trying to dive into or like tap into with with the potential customer? And I think it turned out really good. Um, and yeah, I, I I credit I think is give is basically like some of the experience we have on this podcast when we try to like dive a little bit deeper into the business model. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So. It's it shouldn't affect this schedule right here, mm-hmm. um, and it's not as it's not going to be a every week thing. It's going to be interviews, and it's just going to be like whenever <laughs> we can get someone to come in and talk to us. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. yeah. So, so I'm excited about that. Um, also, have a business I'm trying to run, so <laughs> spending some time on that as well. Yeah, um, smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've been thinking again, <laughs> I know. Um and I've been thinking like after we recorded last week, we actually stayed on the call for like an hour, I think almost. Yeah. Um and I I know I sounded a little down. Um just <laughs> confused is almost the word I want to use. Mm. And I think I understand basically why <laughs> like what i i think i understand what the problem is and also like why i felt like i did last week but i think basically like there's 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 a couple of things about branch that i know are true so like there's a couple of things we have going for us right now mm-hmm. like we have people signing up every day like every day someone comes to the website and decide they want to try this product out and we also have like a handful of, of people who started using the product and of the people who actually started using it and some of them paying for it as well, no one who was like an actual activated user ever stopped using it again. So this is based on a very small um, amount of people, but it's still it's still something like if 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 some if no one stops using it like it must mean that it's valuable to them at least and if it's valuable to them it's probably valuable to more people we also like we hear a lot of like we don't hear people say like oh, i hate this idea or like who would need that or like you know generally when we tell people about the idea like they really get it and they're excited about it and it's like it's also pretty easy for us to have these partnerships conversations and get them going so like there's a bunch of things that we actually have going for us. But like the the god metric, the MRR is still lacking behind. Um but we haven't actually have had anyone say, "Oh, that's too expensive. I wouldn't pay that." Like no one's really like said that the pricing was wrong. Um so it's just it's just been confusing to me, but um, it's it's getting more and more obvious to me that we still have a pretty substantial activation problem. And I think it's been, actually, it's been a little bit difficult for me to actually realize it. We've talked about a lot here in the show, but I think in my mind, it's something we invested so much in already that in my mind, I actually thought we've, like, we've, we've solved it at least good enough that we were like, that we could move past that for a while and not worry too much about it. If that makes sense. Right. Um, and so we have gotten people further in the funnel and, you know, a lot of the stuff we've done in the UI, like makes the makes so that people get further along and further down the, the activation road, but still like a pretty or a very, very high amount of the people that signs up never starts using the product. Hmm. and it's you know it's not an easy problem obviously because we've we've put a lot of effort into this product already 
um and 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 obviously we haven't solved it yet um i think if i compare it to wp pusher activation has been something that's already always worked pretty well um and it's the kind of product where people got from like sign up or like you know land landing on the landing page to like success in in a pretty quick amount of time and actually often so quickly that they were really surprised that it was even possible that it just worked like that they literally just installed it and then just click the button and then it just did something that felt like magic to them so actually yeah. in the beginning i had like just you know in the first year after launching the product like i had many tweets embedded on the on the website because people were just blown away by it like i mean justin jackson did a whole like youtube video and a blog post and everything because he was so excited when he tried it the first time and it it, it felt magical mm-hmm. and most people don't get to that moment with branch which is a shame because once they realize it it's it's pretty badass product as well and you know just Last week, I had a meeting with a hosting company, and the I, th- I think I talked about this specific hosting company and their sales engineer last time. But I had another meeting with them, and and he told me about an experience he had when he was demoing uh, Branch to his team of sales engineers. Okay, and he was not a super technical guy; like he didn't have a lot of experience with setting up a CI setup um, or a CI tool. But he had demoed Branch in front of his team, and and in like he's I think he said it was six or seven minutes. He'd in, you know signed up for Branch, set up the project, connected it to his side, you know, changed the background color on his local machine, pushed it up to GitHub, let Branch do a deployment, and the color changed on on the on the live side. Yeah, and his he said that his team members were blown away, like they're they thought it was really cool and like it was very obvious that he felt like a badass and i think actually justin jackson said that in the video about wp pusher yeah. uh, if people want to check it out they can just google um justin jackson why i bought your software like he he said that wp pusher had made him feel like a badass mm. and he felt like a badass when he had <laughs> tried branch in front of his whole team like it made him look really good like now he's like you know he's he's the guy that you know set up an automated deployment workflow really quick quickly with like a new tool um and actually like he also like you know he was he he i think he used the word proud <laughs> um because mm. he also he also told me about another experience where someone internally in the hosting company had posted in slack if anyone heard about branch and and he said that he felt proud that he actually was, you know, the guy who talked to me and and had been working with me on mm. this integration and this stuff. That's awesome. And you know, you know, so somehow he had this experience, but he's also been working with me and he's like a power user because he works at the hosting company and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like imagine if if more people had this experience of like, oh man, I that felt yes. cool. Yes. Yes. And actually, like, so in my my gut feeling right now is if we actually solve the activation, like, so we've talked about here in the show, like it, there's an equation and f- for some reason, like there, there's a zero somewhere. So the whole thing is just zero, right? Right. Yep. I, I'm pretty sure activation is a zero because hmm. if, if, a, if more people activate it or like the, you know, <laughs> I almost want to say if people activate it because it's it's a very small percentage of people that are actually, you know, just cold sign up and then have a successful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they got to this success experience fast enough that they were still excited, then things would look very different because we have people sign up every day and I'm not even putting a lot of effort into, you know, the, the acquisition part and... And I know from like whenever I like publish a guide and like do a little launch thing on Twitter, like I can easily get like a couple hundred people in there. Mm. And like I have so many strings I could pull to like get more people in there. But like 
for some reason I haven't been doing it because instinctively I think I knew that activation was still a problem, but maybe didn't want to realize it because it didn't feel good to realize because we've invested so much into it already. Right, 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 right. I mean, at the same time though, it's, it's only enough if it's working, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So like, and, and, and it's, it's clear to me now, Hmm. like actually the, the, the bed right now, is like the the thing that is going to decide if branch is going to be successful or not is if we can get people activated in the product because it's not like whenever we like find like this strange creature that's so unique that we can only find like one time a month like on a full moon and we get them into the app, then they're yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got plenty of people. Like, there's plenty of people that we can, right. you know, that we have and volume. And yeah. it's not quiet in there. People are signing up and logging in and clicking around and stuff. Mm. Reading the guides. Like, there's plenty of people reading the guides every day. Mm. So it's not that. Um but it's, it, I mean, it's not an easy problem. And, and the way I'm thinking about it right now is like there's, I, in my mind, in the framework I have in my mind right now, there's two possibilities or maybe it's a combination. But the one is that it's because it's the wrong people. So then actually it is a little bit of an ac- acquisition problem. Yeah. Um, filtering. But the- uh, yeah. Or it's because there's something in the product that we need to fix yeah then it's a product problem it's interesting like when customer research uh, success whatever this is where yeah Uh, so i was actually thinking about this when i was looking at retention curves recently and i asked somebody hey what's your churn like and they basically said oh it's like it's like nothing it's like zero it's like negative because people stick around i was like oh that's interesting um but then i looked at their like retention actually the curvature of their retention and there was a huge drop off in the first month and then it's very flat and they said yeah oh yeah yeah that we think of that as an activation problem and, yeah and i was yeah. like that's kind of uh don't represent it that way in your model because you're going to get skewed results but you're right what you're basically seeing is in their case people were actually signing up giving their credit card information paying yeah and they were a bad an- fit they were a bad fit in the first place. So <laughs> that's another point I actually thought about uh, before we started recording here. Be- I, and I, I thought actually, because I'm, I'm like, why don't we have more revenue? And actually Rob asked me at one point, like he said, I'm, I'm just surprised that more people aren't paying you. And, and it's pretty clear to me now that like, that's not because they don't want to pay us. It's just because they don't get to that part because we have the freemium uh, model so so if we had like a paywall mm. then yeah. you know a percentage of these people who have intentions because they actually do sign up would pay because they were aspirational and they want to use this product so they would just pay but they you know we churn would be like 90 percent that's right exactly this is the whole thing like you so what's better <laughs> right 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 um I think better retention, I mean, of the people who sign up, you don't want, you don't want a bunch of bad fits and, you know, because what's that going to do? Yes, it's going to bring you in a few bucks the first month that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise, but it's, it's toxic in the sense of people are going to, people are going to say, oh, I tried that, but I canceled. Well, you don't want people going around saying that, right? You're going to have folks, you know, who have a bad experience with your brand and you never meant for them to have bad experience, but they signed up and they weren't, they weren't going to succeed from the beginning. So you don't, you don't want that. Right. Like the, the way our pricing model works right now is when you're successful, it's like, okay, you know, we've done our part. Mm. (laughs) Now it's your turn to like pay us if you want us to keep making you successful. Right. Right. And yeah. we don't do that until they are successful. And it's just a handful of people have become, have made it to that point. Mm-hmm. 
that's why our MRR is very, very tiny. Yes. And that, you could argue that, you know, you're, it's too narrow, but I, I, I generally think that's okay. You know, starting at the top and saying, of these folks who are using it, who do you want to be activating? And then really breaking it down from persona standpoint and saying, like, this is actually the next step for me after this, this launch week is I can picture somebody who's doing financial operations at a $10 million a year SaaS company and her needs and requirements and expectations and history, background, experience, et cetera. I can also yeah. picture a founder whose accelerator just told them to sign up for Summit. Yeah. And I can think about activation for both of those. And I, I want activation for both of those, but, but you, so you actually have to stop. And anytime somebody gives you advice and activation, it helps to have the personas because I'll give you an example. Somebody over the weekend was trying out the new product and they said, I really feel like it would help to have some dummy data in here, some sample data so that I could get, so I could get comfortable with it, familiar with it and like edit it to taste instead of having to create it in the first place. Mm. And my, I was originally thinking the same thing, and I, I've heard that suggestion multiple times. My current stance is no, because Excel does not come with sample data. No, and it still works. And it still works fine. And in fact, power users, I think, often are turned off by sample data because mm. they want a blank slate. Like they want that clean, fresh start, like opening a new Excel file in a yeah. way is like a developer opening up a new project. And it's like, a, yeah. if, like the first time you open a new project and like your learning view, yes, mm. maybe I want like some, but I'd rather actually see that in that separate like sandbox tutorial environment. But like yeah. my environment is my environment. Don't dirty it up with sample data. Yeah, and, and yet I could see how that accelerator director that tells the founder to sign up and then the founder goes and signs up. I could see how they could actually really appreciate some sample data and would be more appreciative than not. And so the question becomes like, who are you trying to active? Who are you trying to activate? Right. Yeah. And what do they need? Like they, that kind of person. So I know you talked a lot about agencies and obviously that's your focus, but even with, yeah, I'm glad like I did the whole, uh, April Dunford framework because mm -hmm. now it makes it easy for me to think about like, this part as well right right yeah like i'm thinking i have a couple different like angles i i come at like i come from when i look at this mm. and some of it is product and onboarding stuff so like i'm thinking about like small loom videos in the product i'm thinking like i think we need some more data as well about the people because it's we for a lot of people the only information we get about them is their github handle and whatever their GitHub profile tells about them. Um, so like maybe like force people to answer a few questions when they sign up. Yep. Or like not necessarily force them, but like offer them to book like a demo call or something. Just like take a few steps back and like do more customer development. Yeah. Um, also like maybe, maybe I just need to like pan pick some people to sign up. I basically like I did it like a year ago. And like in my experience so far, like the developer that signs up with his GitHub account and like wants to like click around branch and check it out, like like I'm not gonna get him talking on and get on a call and stuff like that. Typically, like if you're a developer like browsing around for like deployment tools or CI tools, like the least thing you wanna do is like something formal like scheduling a call with someone. Um but like maybe I should think about like adding live chat back in the mix or like I'd just make it, you know, well, yeah, focus, yeah. Fo focus on the customer development side again. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just becoming obvious to me. And like, I guess there's probably many people listening right now. They're thinking, uh, oh, yes, <laughs> Captain Obvious. Um, <laughs> but we need but, to we need to realize these things. <laughs> yeah, you need to learn it the hard way. I think that, that's right. That's right. Especially but, entrepreneurs. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna use my my catchphrase <laughs> for, and sound like a broken record. But I'm actually optimistic, and I know I always say this on this podcast. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic um, because 
I feel like I understand mm. where to look, not necessarily exactly what's going on, but I like I, I, I if I see the product as an equation, like I can give myself credit right now for all the things that are working and understand like where the where like where the problem is not necessarily what it is but where it is at least um which is giving me hope and which is why i sound less bummed out today than i did last time we talked that's that's good i mean you've got a solid you're not on quicksand right the foundation's solid the product is good you just have to build on yeah. there's something there's something like there. even even right. even like let's call it five people some of them have been using it for half a year or more almost a year some people and they like they like it <laughs> you know yeah. it's working <laughs> why like that's that's something that's definitely something and that's why it, it is actually weird why more people aren't paying me well and, it- you you also could do a parallel the, exercise of, and you probably know where I'm going with this, of saying, should more of those people be paying you already? And is your, you know, is your line drawn in the correct place? In terms yeah. Of- so that's that's still like that's not. I'm not convinced that the pro- that's the problem. Like that's something we can tweak when more people are activating. But when I say activation, I don't mean in the term of like activating on a paid plan. Okay. Like I just mean actually okay. using the product. Okay. And But it's like people lose. Mm. Like for some reason, most people get in there with like the intention of using it, obviously, since they sign up. Um, but then there's something in there that says like, this is not for me or like, this is too hard or mm. I don't understand this or like, I'll do this later. Like, I mean, there's something okay. that prevents them from getting started. Right, right, right. I have to find out what that is. Yeah. Um. But, like, if that, yeah. Like, there is no reason why Branch doesn't have, like, wouldn't ex- have a, a place or, a, because people want to use it and people say nice things about it. And some people are using it and people use competing tools and pay for them. Like all the things are, are there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's still like that Hmm. darn zero in the equation somewhere. Yeah. And especially like when this is an activation problem, like something you've said many times, it's like, I think you might be really close. Like it might be just a little tweak. And actually, you know, some of these things around activation, like some of them could be like months long projects. Mm. Um, But it could also just be like, what if we flip this around? (laughs) Yes. Or like, what if we ask people to do this instead of that? Or like, what if we called it this instead of that? Yeah. It could just be stupid stuff like that. And then it clicks with people or like it clicks with 10% of the people. And then then it works a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep. Right I mean, now I think- it doesn't it work, allow it, right now it feels like it's it's working a tiny tiny bit. Yep. I feel like you need to do a lot more interviewing as well of existing users that aren't activating. Yeah, and that's the part I dread because I know from like 5 years of experience that for some reason it's hard for me to get people to talk to me. Hmm. Maybe I need to do this in like a written form. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. For some reason, these developer types don't like talking <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like they, 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 they have the intention of like using this new tool because they have an annoying problem. <laughs> but they, they need, they need to be impressed, mm. or like they need to have good experience pretty quickly, or they move on to something else. And right. maybe that's a bad sign about the market or something like that. Um, or maybe I'm not understanding it correctly. Mm. But like I just know from experience with WP Pusher that it's 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 a very very strong start of the whole relationship relationship if people are like blown away by the product. Yeah. 
and branch has the potential to blow people away because it does yes. when I show it or when someone who has figured it out shows it to someone. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. it's it's a very good product. <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but it's like <laughs> it's doing something that no one else is doing that's and it takes something that's really hard and makes it a lot easier. Right. Um which is why it's appealing to the hosting companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, it's not doing its job right now for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so that's you'll, where I'm at. Yeah. You'll find out. No. Um, the truth is out there. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right, sir. All right, man. Shall we stop it at an hour? Let's do it. <laughs> it, was, it was nice chatting to you always good luck with for, everything for your product same let's I'm go big, one day it will literally be excel <laughs> <laughs> just uh, kidding yeah, thanks <laughs> 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 alright man take care take care talk to you later bye